Uh, we know A.J. Green and his resume. He's been at it uh, for a long time, and we're familiar there. But they got a new component in T. Higgins uh, out of Clemson, who's 6'4 and change. Uh, is making some quality plays for them as well um, on, on the outside. In the running back room uh, is Joe Bixon and Gio, uh, a collective that they've had for a number of years now. They've got a nice division of labor. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf, Bomb Tunch, uh, and uh, welcome. And that's roll with the changes. That's roll with the changes. From my personal buddy, Kevin Cronin, Cronin. who I've you know hung out with twice in a quarter century. Yeah, yeah, and, and Mike Tomlin was talking about... Hey, eight. we're tight. Yeah. We're tight. Yeah. Well, he well, he didn't know me if I, you know, well, he didn't know me either time, but you know, I mean, did, did if if uh if he if, walked in this room right now, he'd say, "Hey, who are you?" <laughs> 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 so the fact of the matter is, you know, that's just the nature of the biz, so to speak. Biz. Yeah, you know what I mean, cuz that's just the way that it goes. You got to roll with the changes, baby. Roll with the changes and uh uh, you know, uh, oh, come on! I just set that up. Mike, Tom- I just set that up. Yeah, Mike That's Tomlin, the home run. You got to swing hard on it. Mike Tomlin was talking about AJ Green and T Higgins. T Higgins is uh, huge, six four two sixteen, and Auden Tate six five two thirty. Tyler Boyd six two two zero three, and AJ Green six four two. 10. So what you're saying is that these guys these have guys, a great basketball team in the yeah, offseason. Yeah, they, they, they have uh, big You have big players. receivers. Yeah. All right, all across the board. And, and you yeah. know why? Because you look at Joe Burrows and you understand immediately. Right, 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 right. This is what we're about to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and you know why the uh, offensive line is not a starter uh, Hakeem Adeneji right. uh, is starting at left tackle for Jonah Williams, and uh, uh, Billy Price is starting at center for Trey Hopkins. And he's a great jazz singer, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Quinn Spain is starting for Michael Jordan at left guard. Jordan's back? Yeah, yeah. No, the, Michael not Jordan's. The, a, not the Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, no, Okay. And Alex Redman is uh, uh, the only starter. Uh, that's starting, and Fred Johnson is starting at right tackle for Bobby Hart. You know, it's just a conglomeration of mess. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. That's why B.J. Finney ended up there. They're like going, okay, we have people turning Calais Campbell loose. Yeah, you know, well they're picking, they're double teaming a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we got to find some guys that know what pass protection's all right, about. Right, right, right. PJ Finney can play. Yeah, yeah. So I would expect that after he has an opportune amount of time to be able to operate in that system, we'll see BJ somewhere in there. But for right now, this is an offensive line that you know. You look at the world class receivers they got out there. They got a great quarter, young quarterback, and if he survives this year, um, he's going to be. One of the just one of the great quarterbacks, right. I think. Yeah. Or excellent quarterback, young guys coming up. But man, oh man, Chaluch, for them, this this is a beatdown in the weight. And you think he's yeah. been sacked twenty eight times? Joe, Joe Burrow, uh, his uh, quick, uh, you know, his his quick release, right? 
and uh, has an awareness of the pass rush. He doesn't even have to step into it to right. wing it 50 yards yeah. down the field. He's got a strong arm. And he better be aware of the pass rush because people come loose. <laughs> like like the six foot eight, 300-pound Calais Campbell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was just watching another. Here's the thing about it. Yeah. I would run twists. And three man games, and you know the the second level guys, right? You know you run like a a Mike Me or something like that, something where you got different guys coming from different levels because these guys they turn people loose. I, you know, they they turn people loose and they stink. They they're they're uh, <laughs> backups. They're backups, right? Uh, but and they you know get what? confused. But you know they they run black well. They, they run do. Blood, they, that, they run they, they'll well. come out. They'll put their helmet right, right on you. Yeah, they'll get after you. And you know what? Some of their double teams they move people. Yeah, you know. So, uh, word of warning to both the good uh, Cam Hayward and and Quinn uh, Spain. Tewin. Yeah, Quinn Spain. They will, uh, they'll left double guard. team. Yeah, I like actually. I like Billy Price. I thought Billy Price is. You know he's not real agile, but he's, yeah, Billy he comes Price off. center. Yeah, he comes uh, off and tries but Trey to hit Hawk- you. Trey Hopkins was right. Uh, he's uh, the normal center. Yeah, I was just watching Billy Price against the Browns. I right. think it was, or was it last week? Yeah, I get you know, you're up there, and you're watching film, and you just like going over and over and over. You know, the other day, last week, yeah, I woke up. I was like, <laughs> it was in the first quarter, and suddenly, I, I, you know, you startle yourself awake, and you realize. Yeah. It's dark. You're in the room. What happened? Fred Johnson. <laughs> Fred Johnson, my training camp phenom. Right. Uh, he's a right tackle. He only lasted a month longer than yours. So I won. I won that year. That's Yay. right. You won. You won. <laughs> Fred Johnson. You know, he, you know he can play. Yeah, he can you play. You know he can play. It's just this kid, has he's got a lot of um, – he's got a lot of – details he has to button down right but uh, the whole thing about it this thing is all about burrows this thing is all about having people to throw the rock through. right and he's got some people that you can really um that can really tear the top off the coverage yeah this is people who are throwing outside the numbers because of their t touch higgs t-, t higgs t higgs is that like your hip hop name for T Higgins? Uh no, T Higgins. T Higgins. <laughs> you just, see, I think you're just getting cool. Yeah. See, T see, T Higgs in the biz. We would say T Higgs. That's see? right. They called them T Higgs. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you are so cool. <laughs> uh, on and Tate. He's six five two thirty. Now he is very much like um, Clay uh, Chase Claypool, right? You know that's a situation that's interesting. You think Chase Claypool? Well, think about a couple of Chase Claypools over there. I don't know if they're as fast as Chase. Yeah, uh, I don't know what their times are. Um, certainly, we could we could find out at some point. There, yeah, but, um, I will say this: that you have a nice group of young receivers who are itching to make their mark in the NFL with a quarterback who's not afraid to throw it anywhere right. in the field. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you this, know, oh. Joe Burrows, uh, you know, I admire Tell me him. about it. Tell me about Joe I Burrows. I, you, know, he, you know, he's he's quick of uh, in, in the release. Yes. And he sets up uh, quickly, and he throws quickly. Absolutely. And uh, everything is boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, with him. yeah, yeah. And let me ask you this: Do you notice when people are they got free runners coming? Yeah. Do you, he he finds them. 
He sees them. It's not like he gets waylaid by them all right, the time. Right, right, right. Now, the one thing I will say, I do think um, coming the blind side off the slot is something that Mike Hilton could exploit right. if Mike Hilton's back in the game yeah. this weekend. Yeah, but uh, Joe Burrow's runs. Oh, he does. He uh, He's he, athletic. Yeah, he is uh, – he, he – uh, prolongs plays. Yes, he'll extend those plays. He'll extend get out and get the plays. job done. And uh, I, 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 you know, he's uh, he's to be admired. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And I think the fact is he is going to be the basis. He's going to be like Carson Palmer restarting right. the, the Bengals franchise for a long time. He's going to be better than Carson Palmer. Oh, yeah, I think he will. But all I'm saying is I compared him to being the guy that kind of restarted the franchise and you hang your hat on him. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about, not worried about, the only thing I, I would think he would have concern about, that Bengals would have concern about, is that offensive line? Right, right. You, know, right. you can't expose him to all the hits. That's he's already gotten eight fumbles, five only five interceptions with all the throws. Right, right, right. You know, and I look at this kid, and there's not a throw that he can't make. Yeah, uh, I. Do you think that Joe Mixon's going to play? He's got a foot. Don't know. Joe Mixon is a problem, but I saw Giovanni Bernard. And Giovanni like, Bernard is good. He's he is very good, you know, and he's good uh, as a as a receiver out of the backfield. Against, yeah, was it Cleveland or somebody? He had a forty two yarder. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, know. he's shifty. Yeah, he's very shifty, and he's, he's always worried. And me. he's run good routes. Right, he's always worried me though. Yeah, you know, he's just one of those guys. When he gets they, there was a I saw a statistic. And I'm always these kind of statistics always kind of like uh, you look at him going well, like he's every time he carries a, at least 15 times the Bengals like are, are like 11 and one or something like that. Well, it's all about situational football, you know, if he carries the ball that many times in a game. But you know, you do realize he is capable, very capable. Yeah, and he can break it from scrimmage. He can break it on a wheel route up the sidelines. Yeah, you know, if you pop him over the middle on a quick slant, he's one of those. You know, could be five yards, could be forty yards. So uh, the the backup running back to Giovanni Bernard is Samaje Pirine. Uh, <laughs> is it Pirine or Pirine? Pirine. <laughs> See, I was looking at that. I was trying P. to figure Ryan. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan. Yeah, all right. So we got – you can call him Samaje. <laughs> you know, but they, they've got some great offensive talent there. And uh, you look at this, and it, it's going to be – we'll have more for you tomorrow. On right. The, we get to the breaking down the scouting and stuff. Yeah. But the thing that everybody needs to be aware of is this is not – um, a two and five one Bengals team. This is a right. team that's really finding its, let's say, its mojination over the last several weeks. Yeah. They've been getting they've, better. They're finding their rhythm. Right. I yeah. mean, they've had they've held leads in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, over the last three games, four games, um, they they have done uh, ex- done very well. And uh, I I look at this team. They just don't know how to finish off an opponent yet. Yeah. Um, but. Defensively speaking, you'll get to that. Um, we'll see more. I think more of what of, uh, I want to make sure of is is you know what we got going for the Steelers this week. And one of the things I'm concerned about, I was excited to hear that um, Mike Mike uh, Hilton is back. Yeah, because Mike Hilton could be a, a real hunk of kryptonite for right. Joe Burrows because yeah. him 
coming off that slot, number one, I think that's a hard hard thing to see for any young quarterback, you know. And secondly, Mike has that exceptional stealth radar thing going on, you right. know. Even Terrell Edmonds, we were laughing about it on Tuesday when we did the show, and he goes, "Yeah, Mike's got that." Cloak of invisibility or whatever he called it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't see him. And he picks his way through the tall timber. Right. And he could be something that could be a very disruptive factor for the Burroughs. And Carlos Dunlop. He's gone. He's gone. How about that? You yeah. Know, maybe one business decision yeah, too many. You know, he when he said when he was interviewed last year, uh, he talked about uh being uh, a business, uh, a business decision. decision, right? Uh, because uh, he he didn't play hard all the time, right? Yeah, and uh, that's and and I think maybe that gets back to the management, right? Business decisions for folks that I think everybody understands, but business decisions is about thinking more of yourself than the play. We, it's about we, protecting we, yourself. We we we, ne- we never had business decisions. If if we had a business decision, Chuck would have a business decision right. and be called cutting you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, we all we went uh, full out all the time. Well, you do. You know, and frankly, that was the best way to keep yourself protected. Right. Was to go full out. Right. You know, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. When you're out there trying to protect yourself, you generally find that you uh, are going to pop something or you get hit. And you, you, or you take yourself so much out of the play that you're useless. Yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate because Carlos Dunlop is a good player. Yeah, There's no question, he's got great talent. But but when you talk about business decisions, yeah, he he was making the business decisions. And think about that: when you make business decisions or hold back, you are robbing your teammates, right, of what the, that should be yeah. part yeah, of your performance. You, you're, you're you're not held accountable, right? And You're, that's part of the, you know what? That's a losing culture. Right. Yeah. And you know? uh, you're not uh, iron sharpens iron. Right. As one man sharpens another. Absolutely. And that's what it was all about being with the Steelers and yeah. being part of that culture. Right. Because there's a difference. Iron sharpens iron in one place and business decisions in another tells you all the difference you got to know about what's going on in those two organizations and so when iron sharpens iron there's sparks oh that's good yeah that's good and uh and you know what Uh, you you uh you join together to win yes yeah you're very right but i like that sparks because yeah here's the thing about it a lot of people don't understand how teammates get into fights yeah well you know within that subculture there is you know the alpha male and as you're working at Iron sharpening iron, you're also establishing who you are and what you think about yourself. Right, 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 and right. Sometimes right. sparks do lead to some confrontations, which in my mind was always healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, uh, when we were playing, uh, there was always sparks. Right. And there was always fights. Right. But, uh, you know, you just sparked a little more than others. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I sparked a little more than others. But um, it's that immigrant thing in yeah, you, man. Yeah, you, yeah, just, yeah. you couldn't resist. Uh, Leo said, I got an immigrant chip on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, the, the, we became friends after. Absolutely. Yeah. We, <laughs> One of the biggest sparks occurred down in the Houston Astrodome, and it wasn't between us, but it was you getting into it with somebody, and then, you know, 
you got I had your back. You, and after uh, that, you, you had my back. 40 years, brother. Yeah. And we're doing it. So let's take yeah, it to break. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to come back because I got your back still. Uh, you've got my back. <laughs> you've got my back. That's we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff. Did somebody He's say Wolf. back? <laughs> Who's got back? He's we'll Wolf. be back. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. is exceptional. He's a good decision maker. He's a fluid decision maker. Um, his mobility is really underrated. He's an easy mover. Uh, he can escape and create. Uh, they also have some design quarterback runs that are challenging in the red area and so forth. But the most impressive thing has been, you know, his charisma or his moxie or, or his competitive spirit. It's obvious that he's an energy bringer. It's obvious that he brings the best out in his teammates, man, and they're really getting a good vibe off of his play and his energy. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin was talking about Joe Burrows. And he he can make every throw. He can run. He's an energy bringer. He's got moxie. He's got confidence. Uh, and, uh, you know... He's going to be a, a challenge. Right. Think sure. about this. So one of the things that he said that really, that Mike just said, yeah. that stuck out to me was his decision making is fluid. Right. He's a fluid decision maker. I mean, he doesn't double hitch on throws. Right. He is not indecisive when, where he's going with the ball. Right. Um, he, he, now again, this is also with the He backdrop. makes quick decisions. He makes quick decisions. He doesn't apparently second guess himself much, but he also, because of the fact I think he's got such great confidence, he will put the ball into play. I mean, right. he's fumbled eight times. He's got five interceptions. Yeah. All right, that's just part of learning the details of modern-day quarterbacking right. with all the ability of defenders to go after that ball. He knows he's a marked man when he runs with it, yet they still have runs designated for him in the red right. zone. Right. They know that he's capable of uh, you know getting stripped in the in the pocket. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure at some point in time he's working on keeping that ball high and tight right. before he throws. But at the same time, this kid is not I say kid, he is a but he is a kid. He is a he kid. Is, he is not afraid to stand in the face of the rush, take a hit, which he's taken very well, and deliver the ball. So um, you know, for anybody that thinks that this is gonna be easy game. Chalooch, I tell you right now, this is it's you're sure nuts. Uh, you would be nuts to say that. Yeah, I'm 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 
impressed with Joe Burrows. And he, uh, uh, he's he got a strong arm. Right. He's got a quick release. Right. Uh, he's got a quick setup. He's got a great hairdo, too. And he's too. got <laughs> great hairdo. Anybody compared to me has got a great hairdo. He's got, he's got great <laughs> Footwork, yes, he does. Yeah, that's one of the things that you forget yeah, about. Yeah, and and you know the uh, 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 Sean Payton said uh, you uh, you build a quarterback from the ground up. That's you know that is one of the the best statements I've ever heard about a coach talking about developing a quarterback. Because right. most people talk about their release, they talk about their ability to see the field, they talk about their ability to lead, and Sean Payton breaks it Drew down. Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Brees yeah. yeah, I remember that story. I remember when you were down in New Orleans, yeah. and Drew Brees was going through plays all by himself out on the practice right, field. Right, 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 right. And I, I, I said, uh, I, I, Sean Payton was an assistant coach at Indiana State. Right. Not while I was there, but he... he now, this is for he, the fighting trees, right? Yeah, the highly he, aggressive the, sycamores. The, the, uh, highly aggressive sycamores. <laughs> um, and so he's... Uh, I, I said, uh, uh, what's he doing? He goes, he's playing the game. You know what, though? Yeah. That is a seed of greatness. Right. And what a lot of people don't understand... You you talk about a guy out there, a, a, a guy who's one of the, got a Hall of Fame career coming right. up, and you see him. He's walking through, running through, mentally image, image, imagining the whole thing. Right. Um, to me, that's a sign of greatness. Right. I know one thing. When I learn the art of mental gymnastics, of getting into the theater of your mind, right. That it it just expands your game exponentially. Right, I mean, you cannot right. get enough reps uh, physically that you can get mentally. You know, you know one thing that we uh, uh, we uh, practice at was uh, the mental reps, and uh, we saw the uh, pass rush moves. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you have so, to see it over yeah, and yeah, over yeah. and put yourself in that and, position. And Reggie White, oh. uh, he always uh, – did things with his right hand. Yes. He uh, locked out with his right hand. He clubbed with his right hand. He ripped with his club. Uh, and so I uh, I, 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 I jumped his him. shoulder. Yep, I absolutely. jumped his shoulder. And that was your initial key. And let's remember, Reggie could go right down the middle of you, right, too. Right, right. And so you had to be braced for that, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which you did stuff, no problem. Yeah. Uh, the trapped, fact is, his, uh, trapped his hands. <laughs> I remember when, was it... Um, it was uh, Mike Golick. Mike said, Golick said Reggie's talking to himself. Reggie's talking to himself. <laughs> you, he, he he told me, "Hey, Tunch, you got Reggie talking to himself." <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, Mike Golick was funny. Mike, you know, even even on the field. You yeah. know, I mean, just the, the conversations he you'd have. You know, yeah. I mean, and he was he was like he was a, a blunt force trauma himself. Right, right, he, yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing trickeration about him, man. Yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm coming down the middle of yeah, you each yeah. and every time. Bob Golick was his brother, and he played for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and, and Bobby, Bobby was as funny as he was yeah, good. Yeah, you know, he was just one of those guys who had that. That you know, there's certain people on the field that just have a funny, a weird sense of humor, but it's yeah. funny. You yeah. know, and he'd get you laughing. Yeah, you know, and that was like. <laughs> That was that was the worst part about it. You might yeah. have a bad play, and he'd say something. You'd start laughing, and then you go, Ooh, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, you know, I just had a bad play there. So tell the story about uh, 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 
um, Webby, uh, when we and you, oh, we screwed up the call. Triple, you oh, triple D, we triple D, yeah. Bobby Golick, of yeah. course, was playing for the Cleveland Browns, playing nose tackle, yeah. And so we were in the huddle, and uh, Terry Bradshaw called the toss 33 trap, yeah. Um, which, uh, on the first call, because he would call it twice. First time he'd call it, then Webby would go up to the line of scrimmage, then he'd repeat the call, and the rest of us would come up to the right. line of scrimmage. Well, he called 33 trap. And Webby went to the line of scrimmage, and then he called thirty-two trap, uh, and then we we and you know, but it did, it didn't sink in until we were at the line yeah. of scrimmage. He just jogged, he just Steve thought he was repeating it. it, right? So we're sitting there, and and all of a sudden, I realized, wait a minute, what is it? And so I said, I said to Webby, he goes, I said, Webby, Terry called 30, 33, 32. and 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 Bradshaw's already into the count, and he just goes, read, you know, which is. Double team, right? Well, Steve does the same thing. We picked Bobby Golick up over, like, like he was in a mosh pit. Right. We put him over our heads and we ran backwards with him, like ten yards, and yeah. slammed him on his back. Nobody came off on either of the inside linebackers, right. and so that stopped Franco for a loss because <laughs> nobody came off. And Bobby, I mean, we shook him to his toenails. Yeah. I mean, he laid on his back. He 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 was all like, you know, his eyes rolled up a little bit. And Rebby got up and he looked at me. Then he looked at Steve and he goes, uh, you know, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> and Bobby said, well, "You got to stop that. You're going to kill me if you have any more of that stuff." And it was really all about we had a miscommunication. Yeah, and nobody came off. On the uh, inside linebackers, yeah, so that, yeah, the whole play was. And, and Webby said, uh, "I hey Bobby, uh, one we, of these we screwed one, up. Yeah, <laughs> we screwed up. We, well, one of these dunderheads. Yeah. So, you know, you will have that in big jobs like this, and certainly one of the big jobs that they got coming up is, you know, the Steelers. Uh, you, you've you've seen some. If you look at that defensive line now, you got some stuff going on with you know right. Cam Hayward and stuff to it right there. But the backups, Tyson Alu Alu, you know one of the guys that uh, we have question marks is Tyson going to be able to return to the lineup? But right now you got Henry Mondo, you got Isaiah Bugs, and you got Carlos Davis that have all chipped in to play over the last couple of games. Right. And one of the things that's interesting, think about it. I mean, between Mondo, uh, Bugs, and Carlos Davis. Uh, they've had a, there was approximately seventy three snaps somewhere around there over seventy snaps in the NFL, but they were all taken by bugs. Mondo or Mandu, I, I shouldn't say Mondo, Mandu, Mandu and Davis. They have not had any playing time. Well, they've got some playing time now. And one of the things that was a great article this morning, I forgot who wrote it, but they were talking to Cam Hayward about the importance of communication. And one of the problems being this week is the fact that they're all zooming. They got the yeah. Zoom calls. They can't meet together, and so you got to get out on the field. And sometimes there's a translation that's lost from the Zoom calls to the field, and that can be problematic. So, are they going to have practice today? They're going to have practice today. Uh, this is going to be interesting in the sense that guys are only there to be able to go to the practice and lift, and you know that stuff where they go in shifts. And it's, I don't know. This has got to be a weird feeling. When you have to go and and be so separated from your teammates, um, you know, meeting together. One thing about meeting was fun, you know, in the yeah. sense of you know you get together and you, it's the boys and you're together as a group, yeah. as a as a, a subunit, then as a a unit like the offense and so forth, and um, you take notes and everything and and you stay on top of it. But if you're not in the room together. And you're going over watching the film. You're going over assignments. 
something can be lost in the translation. Right. One of the big things Carl Dunbar said uh, was the fact that Cam Hayward was his Paul Revere. He gets my message out, he says. Yeah. And Cam Hayward is one of those big dogs that sets the tone, and you need guys like that because especially when you're dealing with COVID, you got to have some leaders that ride, ride to the top here. Right, 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 right. So, so we're going to take a break. Yes, uh, we are. And uh, we'll be back uh, with more stuff. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. And we'll be back. Spinning the bit, they know it. I mean, you know, at the top of it starts at the top. You know, we we're we we're below par on all of it. You know, and that's something you know these guys take great pride in, and, and the coaches take great pride in it. You know, and we're the same way. And we, we got you know we're just going to keep working at it. We're going to make it better. We got to get better at it. They know we got to get better at it. The players know. I mean, they, they they spend as much time watching film as anybody else, and it's just one of those deals. You know, just like you just said, it was gelling early, and it just happens sometimes, and we just got to keep working. That was offensive line coach Sean Surrett talking about the running game. Feeling the, a little heady, yes. Yeah, the, the pride uh, of the running game. Absolutely. Yeah. Chaluch, yeah. how important is that? You remember back in our day, yeah. it was extremely important to us right. to have a running game because it spoke of your your strength, your speed, your your fierceness, right. and then that tenacity in pass protection. Yeah. So it you wanted to be all things as an offensive lineman, but the right. running game was your ability to bludgeon the man on the other right. side of the ball. Yeah. And that yeah. was something that was special. Yeah. Uh, that that was you will your uh, you will you impose your will you impose your will over the guys. That's exactly yeah. what you you know what and, we're saying, and that was the best part about it. Because if you could do that, yeah, you could. I can't even begin to tell you just how much good family fun it was. Right, you know when you could drive a guy into the ground, right, and you get up and you let him. You you know you get up a little slow because you let him know as you push off him, kneel on him, whatever. Right. Okay. Hey, dog. I just. I. That's me. I okay. Just, you saw who did it. Yeah. You know, and that's that feeling, that satisfaction of being able to dominate physically, and that's what it was. So much a part of what it meant to be a Steeler. Yeah. Because from the day we walked in, you're looking at Mike Webster, John Cole, Larry Brown, Steve Corson. You're looking at Joe Green and Jack Lambert and all these great, great players. Right. But it was the physical ferocity and sheer dominance of wearing the black and gold that made you desire to be amongst them. You know what I mean? And to do that... You had to be able to do what they did. Yeah, Chuck would always say, you've got to impose your will on yes. the will of your opponent. Absolutely, and yeah. you dominate. So there yeah. was nothing better than that. So th talking about this, you know, there were times we had um, 
we had situations where we didn't run the ball so right, well. Right, right. And you knew that you were struggling. You weren't hitting it for whatever reason. There's not great timing between the line and the, and the backs. Uh, there's not great calls made at the appropriate time, right. what have you. Um, there's things that, that do mitigate the running game, and you have to sort them out. Right. You got to find out where you're having issues, and then you got to work at it and stay working at it and stay working at it. And I hope part of the solution would be to get back in the pads. Right. Because you need to work your technique. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, week. yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to come off the ball. You've got to uh, go in a three point, three point stance. Right. And you got to fire off the ball, and you have to. Uh, Rip you to work, rack. Rip to rack. Right. And you've got to make sure that you don't stop your feet on initial right. contact. Right. One of the hard things about, I think, a two-point stance and the sideways movement is once you plant, if you don't consciously think about moving your feet, there's a tendency to stop your feet. Right. You know, it's almost like you're pass protecting. You're in right. that another world. And I, I find it very difficult in my mind to go through the process of shuffling sideways and then making contact and ex- accelerating, which I know they work on it, but there's a difference between between accelerating when you're up high and when you're coming out of a three-point stance right. and you are in launch mode right down the middle of a man or targeting his outer shoulder, inner shoulder, whatever it is that you're targeting on that play. Right, 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 so right. So it's just – it's a process. You got to keep after it. You got to keep working at it because you're never there. You're yeah. always working to get there. And it's you're the process get of there. getting there. Yeah, yeah. So it's the process of getting there. It's the process of getting there. It is. And uh and we want to get there. We need to get there. We need Do to we get have, there. We have too much of of uh, a good thing in the running backs that we have. Uh whether it's James Conner, whether it's Benny Snell, whether it's Anthony McFarland, those three guys can carry the rock. Right. You got to give them some room. When I go back to the initial, you know, last week's game, and you look at the, you know, how it played out, I, I kept looking at the double teams, and a couple times there, you got James. Um, I think he could have been, and I, I hate to second guess like this. Yeah. But, you know, you got to hug that double team, and then you got to see where that second level guy, the linebacker, right. is plugging into a hole. Then you cut off it. And uh, it just a couple times I thought James could have been a little more patient, or he just picked the wrong hole, which anybody can do. Look, even the great Franco Harris uh, picked the wrong hole now and then. Right. Um, that's just part of being human. So, all right, uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Cr in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the locker room, bro. Hey, good morning, you two old folks. It's y'all sitting in Chicago. How the heck are everybody doing this morning, man? We're doing wonderful. We're doing wonderful. Yes. Hey, man, that was a a, a great show yesterday, man. Great show. I really um, appreciated talking, uh, listening to your son uh, uh, touch. Uh, it was uh, amazing, and uh, just just so many people out here that we have to be thankful for for uh, for helping to make this nation the nation that it is today. Not to say that it's not what it could be, but then again, it's not what it could be. So, Amen uh, with all that. that being, Amen oh, to yeah. that. Oh yeah. And you know what? Yeah, with it's all the, that, be- it's yeah. the terrific. Let Go me ahead. just say this: it's the terrific armed forces, men and women. It's the first responders. It's our police force. It's our uh, the you know the people that come out in the middle of the night, uh, fight a fire in zero degree weather. You know, it is all these people, um, the EMTs. My goodness, I I don't think I would have a heart attack on the first EMT call. 
Did you ever watch any of those shows where you got life and death situations? No, I, I we have Tunch and I have a buddy, Alan, and uh, our, bro, our our buddy Alan uh, is an EMT. And some of the situations that he talks about, I'm telling you what, man, I'd pass out. Yeah, you know, there's blood everywhere and things going on, and I, I would just pass out. So I just salute and grateful for and thankful for the greatest collection of uh, real American heroes that we have in this country that are just. They bless right, uh, us, right, us right, normal right. folks each and every day. So, Okay, sorry, CR, yeah, I got off on a tangent there, hey, buddy. Hey, that's all right, but you talk about watching shows, there's life-threatening, life and death. Uh, I did that last Sunday, watching the Steelers and the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> you had the EMTs on uh, speed dial, huh? <laughs> you got that right. Hey, man, I want to start out with um, saying a uh, shout-out to our Inside the Locker Room Dirty Dozen Plus. Uh, always excited to, to to hear everybody calling in. Right now, man, we got uh, seventy two different people in uh in twenty twenty nine different states and countries. So that's fabulous. That's, that's so cool. Oh yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm trying to keep up with all that because I don't know. It's just something that, that uh, inspires me to uh to be a part of what's going on here. Also, I gotta give gotta give my promo, man. Without my promo, man, it, it just don't work. So everybody out there listening just happens to be hearing this and, and not recognizing what's going on here. This is an iHeartRadio app it's on your phone, and download SNR Still Nation Radio app on the phone, and then let me ask you: this, Does it cost anything to download the app? Because oh, I get no, these, I no, get this no. thing where it says go to the app store. Then they're always asking about money or something like that, and I can't figure out what you do. You know, I no, just well, with, I get confused. <laughs> with the iHeartRadio, it's, it's absolutely free. Now, now you can upgrade, and you know, and go uh, get the, the the top shelf. But hey, man, you don't really need the top shelf because uh, you know just the, the basic show will 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 give you um, S and R, like I said, still next radio. And then after you get that, you definitely want to punch in in the locker room with with Twitch and Wolf. Uh, but the most important, hey guys, you got to call in four one two nine one nine one three one six, man. Uh, most popular show in the entire world. You know, like I said, I got another program over here where I've got access to over half a million people. And uh, wow. just think of how many of those people are listening to iHeartRadio I mean, yeah, Heart and in the locker room every morning, man. You'd be surprised, Papa, how many people you got out there to check your show out. We got people calling in from Guam. I know. We have our <laughs> man Adam from Guam. And I even yeah, found out yeah, where so. Guam is at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I, I'm so proud of you, Wolf. <laughs> yeah. I thought so, it was somewhere, hey, so somewhere near brother? California. You yeah, know? yeah. It's not yeah. near California. It's near <laughs> the Philippines. Hey, 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 hey it's, just, it's just down the street from California. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing this morning, uh, uh, Touch? I, I'm feeling great, buddy. I, I just had my walk. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, John Kolb came, Leo Wisniewski came, uh, Tim Murphy came, uh, Tim Calusi came, uh, Bobby Gilbert came. Uh, we, we walked and prayed. That is, it was walking. Oh, so I stayed home and I ate and got ready for the show. <laughs> hey, hey, you need to, you need to stop eating so much. Stuff. You need to, <laughs> I know. Well, I know. Got, it's pitiful. You got to stay under that 300, man. You got a lot of people out here that's, uh, I know. You know the uh, creep factor you know, is setting in. I got to pull back. Hey, I got over 200 yesterday. Yay, yeah. yay. But it only counts on weigh in day. Way in Wednesday. Yeah, I get it. It it was way in Wednesday. It wasn't in the morning. You did. It's not official. Uh, All right. CR, am I correct? If you're going to weigh in, it's way in Wednesday. You come to the show, whatever you weighed in. It's not later on. All right. But that we're hoping that it portends greater things. 
Go ahead, CR. Hey, you starting to cry, hey, you starting to cry about this because you got other people that's weighing in too with you guys. So this is a this is phenomenal. This show is just <laughs> off the chain, man. You know, telling where we going, man. <laughs> so, you never know. It's uh, it's a health thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. As, as far as uh. As far as our Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the Cincinnati Bengals, man, we, um, you know, they're not the same Bengals that, that they used to be. But then again, uh, we're not the same Steelers that we used to be. Uh, uh, this year, I keep saying it over and over again, this year is very, very unique. A lot of things going on. I don't think that the Bengals will be able to deal with the Steelers' defense. Uh, even though even though this young kid is, is pretty good, he's got some fans going. Uh, the Steelers are hungry, man. Even though we got people um, stepping, I'm mean, not stepping down, but being put on the side. Uh, the slogan is for real this year: "Next man up." We got new people coming. As a matter of fact, this game. Uh, what was the guy that came up from New York? Uh, is he playing this game? Avery Williamson. He'll probably yeah. get some reps, I would think. Selective yeah. reps. So we'll see. It's going to be a little bit difficult. He's zooming as everybody else is. Then he's going to get on the practice field a little bit, and hopefully we'll get a sight, uh, a Williamson sighting of him today. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, right now, I am not at all disillusioned with Robert Spillane. Right. And I, I, I'm sorry, but uh, oh, I will yeah. not apologize for that. I think the young kid's doing a, a dead gum good job. Right. You know? Yeah, well, uh, you know, the coaches and everybody is uh, putting the people in the right position, and I think we, I think the, the defense is keeping their head. And it's really, uh, as far as what's going on with Ben, well, that still remains to be seen. But even without him, a lot of people are putting down uh, uh, our uh, QB, uh, 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 Mason Rudolph. But hey, man, the Steelers know what they're doing, man. They've been doing this stuff for a long time. We've got six NFL championships. You know, we got all these division records no doubt. and AFC championships, and so uh, don't don't kick the, the Steelers to, to the side. A lot of people sitting on the fence because, they, as as fans, we want them to do what we want, where we want it, and how we want it. And our input has absolutely nothing to do with the outcome of the game. If we were all that important, then we would have our own teams. So, no doubt about it. And I'm not worried at all. Mason Rudolph, in my mind, and hey, they've made the decision. The coaches have seen enough of Mason's work. They're happy with him. I, I think the kid's got some great talent. All right. Um, I, I'm glad they've got Josh Dobbs also, and the duck doesn't hurt. Yeah. But the fact is, Mason's the guy. And uh, if, if he would be called into action, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Right, right. So Yeah, yeah me too. And hey, and uh, I just want to shout out to Bill for, from Indy. Indy, uh, hey Bill, we appreciate you, man. We, uh, you know, we know where your head is at, and uh, we accept all that stuff. But uh, as the guys say on the show, everybody's got their own opinion, and uh, you know what you bring to this show just adds to everybody else. So, hey, hey, Juan, love you, brother. And uh, <laughs> one last, yeah, one last shout out to everybody's got to give Jacob some, 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 some love. All right, Jacob is one bad boy in the background. All right, yeah. sounds so, good. Thank you, hey, CR. Go ahead. With that being said, uh, in the meantime, and in COVID-19 between time, here we go, still is, here we go. Thank you very you much, go. buddy. All, All right. right. You know, it's interesting because, uh, again, Steelers Nation, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Cleveland, yeah. whether it's the Carolinas, you know, you go uh, down to Austin, Texas, or out in Kansas. Right. I mean, people check in from all over. And I think the beauty of this show is it's a clearinghouse for Steelers fans to airing of the grievances right. and also, you know, the enjoyment of sharing that love for 
uh, teams such as the Steelers that we all have. And so this is exciting. It's fun to me and the ability to be able to hang out with you, my friend, over the last, what, 20 years? We've 40 been years. Doing, well, 40 years, but the last 20 on the radio. Yeah. Because right? we've been doing this show for 40 years. We just didn't have a live mic in front of right, us. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, we got Mojo Al from Washington. Hang in there, Mojo. Uh, we don't Mojo. have enough time, I don't think, yeah, do we? Yeah, we're, we're not going to get Yeah, Mojo, hang in there. We've got coming up at the top of the hour air. Julie, uh, Jerry Dulek, Julie. Jerry Dulek. Yeah, Julie. Who's Julie? I'm sorry. Jacob the cool said breeze. Yeah, Jacob said something in my ear, and I just, like, I, I lost track of where I was going with it. Yeah. It's not the blatant. <laughs> I know, it didn't even close come close to representing uh, Julie or Jerry. So yeah. how that came about, I don't know. You have cool to be, breeze. You got to be between my ears to try to figure that one yeah, out, yeah. which is an ugly thing right, to be. Right. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back with more stuff. <laughs> Punchin' Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin' Wolf. And we got our good buddy, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network. And he is brought to you by Frank B. Fuhr. Wholesale, proud distributor of Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the NFL, and Bud Light Seltzer. Hello, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I quit drinking 20 years ago, <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I'm disappointed because I wanted a seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, boys. Good morning. Uh, that that song by George Benson, "Breezing Breezing," is a tradition unlike any other. When I come on the show, yes, and that's my that's my walkout song. But I thought maybe today you might just play that Masters theme song. Oh. Maybe when maybe when I exit this uh, session, we'll have a little. We'll tell Jacob find that. Masters Jacob just theme gave song the thumbs it. up. Now Jay, what? Jay, what Jay, is Jay. the Masters song? Yeah, what is the Masters song? Jacob, Jacob just looked at me and said, "What? You don't know to me? I don't know what what's a, what what golfer has a walkout song? Well, Give it to him, Jacob. hey, hey, Can uh, you, play it now? Uh, you know, hold uh, on, hold on. You gonna play it? All right, he's gonna he's gonna line it up here, and we're gonna try to get yeah, it going because we got to hear right, this. Yeah, that's why. That's why I gave you that tradition, unlike any other line, too. That's a master's uh, trademark. All right, here we go. Here's the song. Yeah, there we go. You know, I want to do like um, a poem over that. Yeah, that's a lame <laughs> song. 
They Roses are red, blue. violets are blue. Here's Jerry Dulek. We hope you like. He likes you. <laughs> we hope you like him too. Yeah. Okay, uh, I blew it. That's right up there with John Facenda narrating. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Jerry, when we uh, put out that uh, Breezin song, did you like it? Yeah, oh, yeah, because, yeah, absolutely I do. I like George Benson. Well, he, he prefers because now everyone's picturing Jerry walking along the fairway with a green jacket on. Right. Sporting a trophy. Right, Jerry? <laughs> well, that's right. And in case and in case you guys, you non-golfing people, although, don't I know your former caddy, in case you don't realize the Masters starts today. Does it uh, really? That's why I said that. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no kidding. Well, thank you for reminding us yeah. of that, I guess. <laughs> seven, months, seven months later than scheduled, but they're starting it today. In fact, a little rain delay, but they are playing. Do they let anybody on the golf course during the Masters now? Yeah, the players. Uh, besides the players. <laughs> Boy, so, it would be hard. It would be hard to not have players on the golf course, wouldn't it? Patrons, as they call them there, uh, Wolf, everywhere else they call them fans or gallery, but there they call them the patrons. Oh. So no patrons are allowed, but uh, one one spouse and one other like family member or coach or whatever. Uh. So there'll be, you know, if there's 90 players, let's just say there might be 200 people uh, smattered around the golf course somewhere, but, but no, no fans this year. And for the first time in 23 years, no me either. Wow. First time you've missed yeah. it in 23 years. Yeah, because of, you know, because of the delay. Right. You know, and we're in Steelers, we're in Steelers season. Right. And um, it just, you know, I would have been down there for a couple of days. And to be honest with you, fellas, you know, with no, no spectators, uh, you know, you the Masters loses one of the things that it's known for is those those roars through the valley in the hills, and and it would just seem so different and eerie. You know what it's like, you know, when we played uh, Steelers played at Heinz Field, and we're there with no spectators. I'm in right. Life Stadium, eighty thousand people, no spectators. Right. As eerie as that is, and as strange uh, to me, multiplied by ten. And not having anybody on the grounds at Augusta National really? would just be so different, so strange. And you know what? I, you know, I, I don't mind that I'm missing it for that reason. Have wow. you Have you ever played Augusta? I did. I did. Uh, uh, Twinch. Uh, you know, every year they allow uh, twenty uh, print media and twenty broadcast media to enter a lottery to play. Uh, and for any number of reasons, uh, because uh, the next day I was usually doing a radio show somewhere. I didn't always enter, but I did the one. I did a number of years early, and and you play the day after the Masters with the same pins and everything. And I played in 2000, uh, the year VJ Singh won. Did you ever play Pebble day. Beach? I played it twice. I played it the day after Tom Kite. One in 1992, and I played it another time as well. Same thing in 92. It was the same pins that they'd used for the final round, and, and that's always a real treat to play it that way. You know, I had the greatest round of golf ever at Nemecolon Woodlands last year. Uh, of course, it was the putt-putt, but, uh, you know, I was yeah. really hot that right, day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was and, hot. And then you probably had a, 
it had a nice cigar after that. That was a great round. No well, doubt about it. Well, 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 what was uh, um, Webby's? Uh, uh, Sonny Hanna. Sonny Hanna. Yeah. I had an eagle on Sonny Hanna. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who did? Touch. I, I, I did. Touch I had an eagle on Sonny Hanna. What did you do? Did you hit it with your ball or with your club? Yeah, I, I hit it with the club. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it dribbled in. It dribbled in. Hey, that was like... That was like the old light beer from Miller commercials with, with Bubba Smith and Dick Butkus where he goes, hey, Bubba, I think I got a birdie after he hit, you know, hit his tee shot and killed a bird or something. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Jerry, you down on the south side yet or are you on your way? I, I am headed there as we speak, fellas. Beautiful. Well, be careful as we're doing this. Now, one of the things that we're looking forward to today, Mike Hilton apparently took uh, got back a little bit yesterday. He had practice. He was, uh, I think, a full participant, was he? Yes. And, and yeah, let me say real quickly, Wolf, you reminded me of something when you said, be careful driving. Oh. Which I don't know if you remember this, but you came on some show that – no, 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 no! I'll take it back. You were on. You were on with Stan, I believe, or somebody in the afternoon, and you were driving and you were doing it via phone from your car. And while you were doing it, you got into an accident. Somebody hit you <laughs> right, <laughs> right there on live radio. I oh my goodness! Yeah. You know what's even funnier? I, not, it's funny now, but I remember talking to him back when cell phones were just coming on. He was heading down the road. Pe- by 84 going by the train tracks and it was right. a snowy day and he's he's driving and he's talking to me and all of a sudden he goes wow it's getting a little loose here and he goes all of a sudden i hear this uh-oh and then there was blank silence <laughs> and i'm like punching the number over and over and here he had skidded off the road hit some ice and everything else and he was okay but the last thing i hear is uh-oh and then the phone goes dead yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> oh that was bad Someone's driving. <laughs> All right. So, do you do we get Mike Hilton back this week, Jerry? Well, that, that's the anticipation, Wolf. And um, you know, it's funny for a little guy. Um, you know, he really helps in in run support because he's so good at the line of scrimmage. And you know, he's a good blitzer. Will Gay was that way. There's something right. about it. They have the timing. You know, um, not everybody seems to have it so innately. But but Mike Hilton is very good at the line of scrimmage. Now, look, I'm not going to lie. The coaches know this too. He struggles in coverage, but for right. but for a little guy, he's really important at the line of scrimmage. Cam Sutton, I think, is better in coverage, um, but Mike Hilton is better along the line of scrimmage, and so maybe help. Maybe that will help uh, the run defense, which has not been the greatest the past two games. Now, the one thing I will say, what I love about Mike Hilton and what I think he can do this weekend, and you brought it up his ability to go stealth. Uh, stealth mode, not be seen. You know, you watch Joe Burrows, and one of the things young quarterbacks really have a problem with a lot of times are the guys that come off the slot and do so to the blind side. You can create havoc with somebody who has, uh, let's say, exceptional capabilities in disguising, blitzing, and weeding his way through tall timber. And that's what I think Mike Hilton can do some real good work this weekend against Joe, Joe um, Burrows. Yeah, I would agree, uh, Wolf, and I think um, I would hope, uh, and while I think Joe Burrow, even though he's a rookie, uh, you know, I would say is is a better prospect than Garrett Gilbert, I was a little surprised uh, that the Steelers didn't come after Garrett Gilbert uh, more than they did. And even 
on that third and seven. They're in their base defense, and they're having T.J. Watt, uh, you know, drop in the coverage, and he's on C.D. Lamb, and they took advantage of that mismatch right. for that 20-yard touchdown. I thought they would come after him a whole lot more, um, and and I would hope um, that that they will do the same against Joe Burrow. You know, we've seen them have big sack games against the Bengals in the past. You know, their offensive line, I don't know, to me, uh, fellas, and you study them uh, year in and year out, obviously, more acutely than I do, but to me, they've always had two problem areas on that team. The offensive line, because there's no consistency from year to year, and, and, and I don't think they've done a good job of trying to keep their key offensive, offensive line people and two, their linebackers have always been, with the exception of Burfitt, although that was when he wasn't suspended or being fined, uh, that, that, you know, they right. haven't had, uh, you know, dominating linebackers or good linebackers. And I think those are the two biggest areas where they have been weak. And with some of the injuries they've had on the offensive line, I would imagine, uh, you know, we'll see the Steelers, uh, I, again, I would hope so, really go after Joe Burrow. You know, uh, uh, Jerry, the only uh, starter is Alex Redman at right guard. Uh, and uh, Hakeem Adenau is uh, starting for Jonah Williams. And uh, Billy Price is tra- uh, st- uh, starting for Trey Hopkins. And uh, uh, Quinn Spain is starting for Michael Jordan. And uh, uh, Fred Johnson, Wolf's camp phenom, is starting for Bobby yeah. Hart. Big Gainesville. You know, I think I think my uh, friend and our friend Butch Hobson, Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com, told me that they um, it was the first time in any number of years that they went from one game to the next, and I don't know when it was, where they had five new starters across the offensive line. That's how they've had to juggle things and try to juxtapose their people. And, uh, again, I would, I would just imagine – that the Steelers, uh, you know, will will try to take big advantage of that. You know, I haven't seen enough film yet to take a look at the T. Higgins and get a judgment on him. He's, we know what A.J. Green can do. Yeah, T. But these guys are all big. They present big targets. Yeah, D. Higgins uh, uh, is uh, 6'4", 215. Auden Tate is 6'5", 230. Uh, Tyler Boyd is 6'2", 203. And A.J. Green is 6'4", 210. You know, that was all linebackers in our day, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, 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 you know, Tyler Boyd, the kid from Clareton and, and Pitt, you know, he's gotten better each year, and mm. he's a big third-down weapon, uh, you know, for Joe Burrow. And, you know, fellas, I've always been a believer that uh, 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 great receivers don't make an average quarterback better, but a great quarterback makes average receivers better. Mm-hmm. And I think having Joe Burrow, and I'm, I'm not going to call him a great quarterback yet, but he certainly has the pedigree and talent to be that. Um, but he'll he'll make those receivers. Uh, I mean, I always thought Andy Dalton was more than capable. I thought he was a quality NFL quarterback. I wouldn't call him elite, but I think Joe Burrow has the chance. <clears throat> excuse me, to be an elite quarterback. If they don't beat him to death first, yeah. You know, and that's the right, only thing. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, the only thing I see there when I, the first thing I, I when I was watching film last night, um, I was looking. I'm going, man. I just run twists. I'd run three man stunts on these guys, um, just simply because they get lost. 
And one of the things I think you can really excel in, because I think uh, Burroughs is is capable of pointing out, you know, the mic and all that, but um, sugaring the the uh, blitzes, because by golly, the offensive line just misses people. He sets up quick and throws quick. He makes quick decisions, uh, and uh, he he. Uh, the, but they miss people on the yeah, offensive line. They short, let three quick, runners there. Uh, 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 passing game. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, um, uh, uh, Joe Mixon has been hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, they want to run the ball. That's what they would like to do. Over the last couple of years, they've wanted to have a running attack like the Steelers used to have and, and then work off the running game. And obviously, when you can do that, you know, the play action helps. It slows the rush a little bit. Um, but they've been un- unable to do that as well. So when teams know they're going to be pass-oriented, and with a uh, you know suspect offensive line, uh, yeah, they're, they they come after Joe Burrow. But you know what? They built, beat the Titans in their last game. Uh, you know, which you know right after the Steelers beat them. So you got to give them their props. They're they're obviously you know they're not a team that's just going to roll over and play dead. They've been able to score some points, and um, you know they 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 give up a few. I think it should be a, a pretty decent game on, on Sunday. I do, too. Jerry, thank you so very much, brother. Appreciate you coming on. And, of course, we'll... All right, fellas, and don't, and don't forget the Masters. Is there we go. The music, the music is trickling in, brother. Masters. <laughs> <laughs> thank I'm you, Jerry. Fellas. All right. All right, boys. All right, that's Jerry Dulac. That's uh, also the Masters. I don't know. I like want to go Masterpiece Theater. Hello. I cannot believe you guys don't know the Masters. No, I don't Why know. Why, Jacob? This is this we is don't, Neville. We don't watch Neville golf. Gallimore. We don't watch golf. No, you got to go Neville. I'm Neville Gallimore. We we, we don't watch golf. <laughs> this this is this is like I don't know. All right, thanks for. We'll be back after this. We're gonna take a break right now. Enjoy the Masters theme. snap just execute the offense the way it's supposed to be executed and and the points will come and the wins will come you're in the locker room with Tunch and wolf presented by neighborhood ford store the ford f-150 is the official truck of the pittsburgh steelers now here's Tunch and wolf so that was joe burrows getting rid of the ball quick <laughs> that's a smart move yeah you know you think about it Ben Roethlisberger is leading the league at, with an average of around 2.33 seconds. Right. Um, I'm not even sure I get a, a scoop of cashews up in my hand in 2.33 right, seconds. Right, 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 right. But he's also dropped it as low as 2.05, which just to me is so remarkable. Yeah. That you could take the snap, 
shuffle your feet, whatever it is, because they say three steps, but you know how it is. You, 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 you step according to what you feel you need on a certain play. And then be able to cite a defense and, and freeze frame it in your mind to be right. able whether to throw or not. You that's, know, that's remarkable. I, I believe Ben uh, comes to the line of scrimmage and he knows uh, which way he's going to throw. Uh, Anticipating he, he, pre-read, you know he he the uh, he's uh, looking at uh, what what corners giving him space, right? And what corner is? But you uh, ever play whack a mole right. over at Chuck E. Cheese? You know, I mean the, the thing pops up on right. the machine. You know, you whack, right. whack, whack. I was never any good at that. I think the reaction time to that is far less or far more than what it is to take a snap, catch a snap. Move your feet a little, then throw right. the ball. I mean, get Zooks. I, I can't even imagine. And uh, well, Joe Burrows was talking about that. And right. And he gives he gets. I really forgot awkward. where I was going yeah, with yeah. this, but that's okay. All right, let's go to the phones. Mojo Al in Washington. Mojo Al, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hello, brothers. How are you? We're Good. doing fine, Mojo Al. And I got to ask you something right off the top of my flathead because on account I'll forget if I don't. Do they have Chuck E. Cheese out there on the left coast? Huh? Yes, they they have one Chuck E. Cheese up here. Do you ever play whack a mole? No, my kids are a little bit whack a mole too old for that. <laughs> my 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 baby daughter just turned. Actually, I'm glad you asked. She just turned twenty. Uh, November 6th. Well, happy birthday. Congratulations. Beautiful. Yeah, she just turned 20 November 6th and such. The last time I talked to you, I told you I wouldn't bring it up no more, but what I forgot to tell you was Steve Gleason went to Gonzaga Prep, and you know he has the same disease, and he has a, uh, uh, a foundation, the Steve Gleason Foundation, and he played for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, and and he's the one that blocked that front. They have that uh, statue out front, and he comes down and speaks for Gonzaga Prep. And I coach my son and Pop Warner with one of my good friends who coaches for Gonzaga Prep. And so he comes down. To, he used to come down and speak all the time at prep and all that. And so I never met him because. After I was in the chair, it was limited time for me to get down there. But he spoke all the time down at prep. So my son met him and all that. So That's awesome. Gleason, yeah. With Beautiful. And so uh, uh, back to some of the other things of life is uh, football that uh, I want to say thanks to Juan because Juan always throws out a high to Mojo. I listen all the time, but with my life change, it's hard for me to call. Gotcha. Only a few days for me to call, but I always listen. And I was talking, hearing you guys talk about you didn't know about Snapchat or something like that. I can't believe you go, oh, guys, don't know about that Snapchat. I, I have no idea, brother. I, I know. I, I have no idea of uh, Snapchat. All I know is they say Twitter uh, is like um, a yeah, worldwide yeah. press yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any part yeah. of that. <laughs> well, guess what, fellas? I don't know anything about it either. I just have <laughs> to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Just to stir the pot a little. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Then name drop. You know who I met, too, is Mr. Charlie Daniels. I was at one of his uh, uh, concerts. There you go. Went backstage, went backstage 
say to Maria and Melissa, hi, son, gave me a great big handshake, and he's a big Tennessee Titans fan. And uh, just about that time, we went down to beat his Titans. They weren't doing as well. They, they hadn't hired, hired Grable yet. Oh, uh, so yeah. I told him, we're going to come down and work you guys over a little bit. But he's a big Tennessee Titans fan, so I met Charlie Daniels. And they're going to do a country music thing. You still have to watch because they're going to do a tribute to Charlie Daniels. Very so, good. Yeah, that's my that's my guy. And then we talk about uh, one of the things that Cr hit on is that everybody thinks they can run the Steelers, and and they never took a snap. I was listening to the the late show one day uh, after the game, and Charlie Batch was talking, and this guy argued with them about. They should have did this. They should have did this. And Charlie Batch says, well, when I was quarterback and the coaches did this, we did this. And the guy kept arguing. Charlie said, I played. I played. And the guy sitting on the couch telling him what they should do. And there's so many times I, I was, you know, I was frustrated. I listened to Gursky, Gursky, and whoever show on Saturday. And, and it was almost like, I don't know if they do it for ratings or not, but they had the Steelers. After the third string playing the Cowboys, and man, we'll have this game wrapped up by the third period, and we should start resting our players. When, uh, and I was thinking, when has the Steelers ever walked into a stadium and started beating people like that that you can start resting your players? Right. And, you know, we, we beat Tennessee uh, pretty bad. Uh, here in Cleveland, pretty bad. But we normally don't go out and dominate a team like that. We we do well, but we just don't dominate where we just start resting players in the third period and all that. Well, it was funny because one of the conversation pieces we had earlier was the fact that uh, this Sunday will be five years since uh, uh, Landry Jones started in the place of Ben Roethlisberger when Ben had a black and blue foot, and we were talking about the fact that it was so such a Browns thing to knock Landry Jones out of the game, so Ben had to come off the bench, and he throws for three seventy nine and three TDs. Yeah. Like you know, the one guy that maybe the Browns could beat would be our good friend and a buddy Landry Jones, and and they knock him out, and they bring Ben on, who just promptly drops a whooping on him. Yeah, and so you just because yeah, just like you guys say, both all both teams are on scholarship, now, right? So they're both they both have pride, and you hear some of these shows to where they're talking. Well, I give, don't even give these guys a chance, and we should have it wrapped up. And I so last thing I like listening to you guys' this show. You guys keep it to where well, you know, we need to do this and we need to do this. Well, you know, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm uh, uh, gonna say that uh, Steelers are gonna beat the Cincinnati handily because they're they don't have any offensive linemen. But you never know because you got a puncher with a puncher's chance right. when you got AJ Green, yeah. and then the rest yeah. of the crew. But I, I agree with you, Chaluch. They, they should. And, and and just like in a couple of times that we uh, a couple of shows back before talked about we should go undefeated and we still got to travel down to Oakland. Oakland always give us a hard time. Yep. And then and then we got to go to Buffalo and Buffalo stayed in a little bit, but still you go into another guy's stadium and you're wearing black and gold. 
you look what Dallas did. Absolutely. We, we, we by for sure, the superior team. But Dallas decided, well, you know what, today we're going to show up and play. So they didn't want to hand us nothing. We had to take it from them. No doubt. So Listen, Mojo L, you don't underestimate anybody. That yeah. is, if I had to no, summarize no. any one experience in the NFL, is you cannot underestimate anybody. Right. So we, we learned that on the dojo floor. We learned that in life. You don't underestimate. There you it's go. It's a blessing to wake up every day. So it was nice talking to you guys and, uh, I just wanted to get my two cents in and just let you know that I can't believe you guys don't know about this Twitter and tweet and all that <laughs> stuff like that. But we love you, brother. We love Thanks you, for bro. coming in. Yeah. I love you guys. Keep it up. All right. Keep Thank you Lord so much. All right. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that's Mojo Ale from the West Coast. You know, I just love it when he checks in. Right. It's just greatly appreciated. And By the way, you know something? What? I, I think I forgot my um, deodorant. Deodorant, yeah. You know, here's the thing about it. You know, as ex-offensive linemen, hygiene, hygiene tends to be something that you neglect every now and then. It's not on the forefront of your radar all the time. Yeah. And I was just sitting here, and you know how it is. You put the mask on, and all of a sudden, oh, I didn't brush my teeth this morning. You just smell it. But yeah. then, you know, I got a whiff of the, the T-shirt, and then it was like, wow. I'm, I'm, I, I, now I remember what I forgot. Yeah. I scrubbed my teeth, but I didn't get to put the D on. <laughs> All right. We're going to take too a much break. We're going we're yeah. to take a break. Uh, we're going to be back with uh, more calls. Yes. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room. And we'll be back more after this. Guys just got to be in their gaps. Simple as that. We rely on everybody being in their gaps and having gap integrity. And when we don't do that, it puts us at risk. You know, I can relate to one play where you know, I made the play, but I shocked the guy and I put the other guy in my gap. I can put the defense at a risk if I don't make that play. And, you know, that goes for anybody on our team. If we're going to take those risks, you got to make the play. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was Cam Hayward uh, explaining about uh, taking chances and uh, leaving uh, your uh, run gap. Uh, and uh, uh, one, one of the things that uh, you guys got to do is uh, stay disciplined in your run gap and uh, but uh, when uh, Cam uh, leaves his run gap to make a play, he's got to make the play. Yeah, he's got to make the play. Here's the thing about it. And I always remember Casey Hampton talking about. It. He says, he said, you know, if I could just blow up one gap, he said, I could do that all day. Right. You know, he said, there, there really isn't anybody that could stop me. He says, but it always puts the defense at risk. Yeah. Because everybody else is playing two gap or whatever. On that defense, if you don't maintain your gap, right. and you decide to leave your assignment to be able to. 
go after the ball carrier. You better make the play. The play, yeah. And if you remember, there was a situation. I'm not pointing out. T.J. Watt is a great player. Right. All right. You know, the one time he crashed down to pick up the back, and the quarterback kept the ball, ran around, or no, it was given to Pollard or something. Right. And he went around for 20 yards. And those types of things, if you're going to make a move and, and gamble, you got to make the play because if you don't, you put the whole defense at risk. Right. And uh, when T.J. Watt uh, swam the, the offensive tackle and made the play. Yeah, he's done that. Yeah. But on this play, he didn't. And that's when one of the big plays, uh, the big 20-yard runs got ripped. And oh. so, okay. All right. Let's go to the phones. Ernesto in Long Beach. Ernesto, welcome to the locker room, bro. <laughs> Hey, good morning, Punch. Good morning, Wolf. Good, good morning. morning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we timed that up. How you guys well. doing? We're doing fabulous. How's the weather like over there? You know, it's it's not it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I'd say it's okay. Suffering over here on fifty degree weather with the sun out. Well, it was like forty six <laughs> when we woke up this morning. Right. Right. It wasn't bad, <laughs> but you know, the, a couple days ago we had a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. That was just mm, that was nice. All right, so let's get down to business. So, uh, Touch, finally your guy, Anthony McFarlane, you know, he gets all his touches. You know, we got to see him a little bit more. That guy has got a spark in him. I feel like, you know, even when he gets up, he gets up really quick. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I love Anthony McFarlane. Uh, You know, he's got great vision, great jump cut, uh, and uh, he's got a great cutback. All right, so it's the middle of the season, and – you know, I heard this earlier. I had uh, listened to grades for the team. Uh, can I get some grades for you guys as far as uh, go ahead. offense, defense, special team? You know, go, maybe go you right ahead. Uh, well, I want to hear your grades, but me personally, uh, in the offense, you know, I'm going to go with a B plus as far as you know the season. You know, they've been doing enough to win the game, but not a. I just feel like a, consistently it hasn't. You know, I haven't had those four consistent quarters that I want to see other than the Cleveland game. And uh, as far as defense, I'm going to go ahead and give them an A. You know, I'm going to give them an A. They had an A+, but we've been playing some really hard games these last three games. You know, Dallas really came out to play. And uh, special teams also, you know, I'm going to go with a B+. You know, they've been solid. You know, we had a a few missed extra points. But other than that, I mean, as far as uh, the season has been going. No, just remember, you had a throwback on uh, the the – but punt you, that went 83 yards. Right. He had a 60 some yard kickoff return. Uh, that was that was the worst special teams performance we've seen in a while. Although it was mitigated again by the Boz coming through with a nice 59 year uh, nine yard uh, club record field goal. That helped a lot. Um, but they've been really good thus far, except for last week that game. So I gave him a C minus for the first Ooh. half of the season. Yeah, just because the one grade. But here's the thing about normally I, I grade on a curve because I flunk mm-hmm. so many things. I, I'm always like, <laughs> I, I always like want to, I want to boost it a little, you know. So I gave the offense a B and the defense a B minus. Um, I think that the you know the last two games the the rushing totals have been too high. Right. Um, but they these guys you know as we as we roll along flesh out this second half I expect them to all be banging in A's because that's just how teams develop and get a run. If you're a Super Bowl contender, uh, you're going to yeah. get better as the season goes on, not worse. Okay. What about you, Punch? Can I get some uh, grades from you? How you feel about? Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm going to, uh, the B uh, on the defense. Uh, 
because, uh, uh, you know, C-plus last week, uh, but, uh, you know, I... Averaging overall yeah, for yeah, the first yeah, yeah, half yeah, of the yeah. what about overall eight yeah. games? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to be uh, overall. And uh, offense, A, you know, uh, they, they, they uh, climb back out of the first half and do great the second half. And then also, those are good grades. Uh, we're probably on the same page. And you know what? We've been having really great team wins. It's like it's not just one player doing Right. It's like a whole bunch of different players. There's so many. We can give out so many game balls weekly because every player has contributed to every win. Uh, we've been, we're a strong team. I really like the team effort and, 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 and the Steelers. And then also, I uh, want to give a good shout-out to Minka. He's really getting into this uh, right. mobile level already. You know, he... Uh, it's a mistake if you throw his way or anywhere five feet around them. We're going to have a Minka's Island pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, Don't throw not bad. Minka's Island. Yeah, and absolutely. One more thing. One more thing, guys, so you guys can get some more college. Uh, so uh, I've been hearing this talk about uh, 16 teams in the playoffs, possibly. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? You know, it's kind of sketchy for me, you know. To change it, to change it up or whatever, but I'm not excited like about it right now. I haven't thought about it enough because right now, to me, the playoffs are far down the road. You know, uh-huh. I I generally the way I am, I still think like a player. You know, I, it's just the way it is. Yeah. It's ingrained in you. So you look at one game at a time. I don't let my vision run too far ahead because of the fact that's just the way I've always been. You try to focus on the here and now and try to stay with that. Um, but at the same time, just in, in first thoughts about eight, you know, sixteen team playoff. Come on, uh, you I mean, know, how many? I, I like it. I, I'm I not like a big it. fan. Yeah, I like it. I feel like it's more for TV than you know. It's just uh, it seems a little unfair to me this season because I feel like the teams uh, that are not really so deserving of being in the playoffs will be in the playoffs and could possibly knock out a good contender. And uh, you know, it kind of it, it just tosses things up. For me, in my opinion, well, I think and, uh, it complicates you know, issues in the event that you have some COVID problems. Right. You've got more teams yeah. in there, and now yeah. there's more th- more then, things to juggle. So, what are uh, keys for victory uh, against the Bengals? I think we should get out to Joe Burrow early. I think we should get to him early, get him down on the floor early, uh, put him under pressure, like take him out of his regular game. And uh, another thing, our offense—I feel like we have to score on this first possession, like put him down early. Don't make the mistake that we did with uh, Cowboys. Well, you don't want to give them any sort of encouragement. But check in tomorrow. We'll have our game plan going. Yeah. Yeah. Scouting report. I do understand, though. We do have we have a target on our head. We're eight and zero. Every team wants to take us out now, no matter who they are. True. So we have to play our best football. Steelers do have to play their best football going forward. No doubt about it. Anything else, brother? No, that's it. Yeah, all right, right. all right. Out of my mind. Thank <laughs> you for your contributions. Right. Appreciate right, you stop. coming in, man. All right, thank you. Guys. All right, let's go to Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room, gentlemen. Good morning to you. Hello, Dano. Hello. Yeah, there you are. Very good. Okay. good How morning. are you? Good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah. So I woke up. I can honestly say that I woke up this morning very blessed. <laughs> Yeah, because you're um, breathing. I, uh, That's why you're breathing. I'm I'm vertical. Yes. Yes. But uh, I uh, listened to a recap of yesterday's podcast, 
And I just want to say that I am very uh, thankful and humbled by your, the words that you both uh, gave to me yesterday. Uh, it meant a lot. It meant a lot. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say thank you. And I got to uh, tell you, truthfully, Dano, you feel a close affinity to each and every person that calls in here. Right. You know, you take the time to honor us by calling in. And, you know, when you talk and when we have an opportunity to discuss things, you know, sometimes you forget there's a microphone in between us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a pleasure. Right. It's always a pleasure. It's, and, a, uh, it's always you. a pleasure. And yeah. we're, uh, we're friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're friends. Yes. Well, I, I can honestly say that whenever I called in the first time, that which was December 23rd of last year, that you both and the Steeler Nation, to be honest, uh, just uh, embraced me Absolutely. with open arms. And, and I am just totally grateful for that. We love because, you, bro. All uh, right. I, I take friendship very seriously, and I believe that uh, – course i'm preaching to the choir yeah that i am amen and but uh, i just wanted to call in and say thank you i really appreciated the the kindness that uh, you uh, the words that you uh, spoke to me yesterday and i just i didn't want to uh, leave that undone i wanted you both to know thanks brother i'm very grateful for that and please enjoy a uh, good game because i know that we're gonna we're gonna do all right yeah we're gonna be good brother yeah absolutely so, you but, have and, yourself and a good for, day, too. Yes, and please, Jacob, do not use that master's theme again, please. <laughs> There's a man after I, own heart. There you I, go. I, I, because whenever you called me the donut fairy yesterday, the visual that I got whenever that music was playing, <laughs> I just, uh, no, yeah, I couldn't do it. Daniel, so, thank anyway, you so talk. much, man. We're 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 running out of time here, my friend. Love you, love Love you, bro. Check it. Oh, that's you know what that that (laughs) that master's music. You know what Jacob's gonna play it on the way out. I know. I know. He's he's looking at me. He's got those. He's got that evil glint in his eye. (laughs) That that was great. Hey, appreciate the call. Chaluch, we're going to practice today. Right, 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 right. We're going to watch exciting. practice. We're going to watch practice. Uh, we're going to get a look. Hopefully, we're going to get a check on uh, Tyson Alu-Alu. I hope uh, he's ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I hope he's ready he to go. He is, in my mind, the missing element in this run defense. Jacob, uh, great job, buddy. All Thank right. you, brother. Appreciate so so much. Steelers Nation, from Chaluch and I, we love you. We love we'll you. We'll t- catch you tomorrow.